Welcome to the Better Boards podcast series. Our mission at Better Boards is to contribute to creating better boards. We do this by providing clients with an evidence-based approach for board evaluations and board development programs. To fulfill our mission, we would like to give a voice to all who care about creating better boards. All the views expressed in our podcasts are the views of our podcast partners and not those of better boards. In this episode, I'm honored to talking with city grandee John Barton. John is one of the most experienced chairmen in the UK. At present, he is chairman of EasyJet, where he also serves on the nomination committee as its chairman. He is also a senior independent director of Lukeco PLC and non-executive director of SSP Group PLC and Madison Company Limited. John has served on the board of numerous FTSE organizations as chairman and senior independent director. He is known as Mr. Chairman. Previously, he was CEO of insurance broker JIB Group, where he became chairman after the merger with Lloyd Thompson. Thank you ever so much for being here with me, that we can uh, record the podcast and draw on your vast experience. You have had a very distinguished career servicing on boards of very high-profile FTSE organizations. So you must have done something right. Well, uh, I think first of all, Sabine, I was very lucky. You know, when I started becoming a non-executive, which was in 1996, more than 20 years ago, it was at a time when boards were very different from today. I'd been a chief executive for nearly 15 years, became Jardine Lloyd-Thompson. People were looking for chief executives to be non-executive directors in their company. We had no diversity. We had no corporate governance. The objectives of companies were very clear and the chairman's role was very clear, unlike today. So I was fortunate to come at a time when the demands on a non-executive and indeed a chairman were much less than today. But you managed to stay on the top of it for almost three decades. Yeah. I think what happened to me is I became a non-executive director And then after a few years, I became chairman of the audit committee or the remuneration committee. And then I became, in those days, deputy chairman, or I suppose what is called SID today. So I served an apprenticeship as a non-executive director, which led me to becoming a chairman. I think for me that was important. Now you have a different Scenario corporate governance says people can be on boards only for nine years. And if you say a chairman should serve an apprenticeship of maybe five years on a board before they become chairman so they can observe and learn, then it's very difficult for a board to employ someone, have them for five years, because then they can only be chairman for four years. And so I think that's one element of corporate governance that is wrong. You should be allowed to come on a board and learn the skill and indeed the people that are on, on that board. So I was, again, lucky in having the opportunity to build a career rather than just come in and be chairman, which is much more difficult. Now I have been in several companies where I've just come in to be chairman, but only with the experience that I've had being chairman in other places. 
very important. But can you elaborate a little bit what it takes to really stay on the top? Because at any stage in your career, people could have booted you out, but they didn't. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think probably for me, the most important thing as I'm a huge believer in emotional intelligence as opposed to intellectual intelligence. Emotional intelligence means an ability to get on with people. And in my view, if you don't have that ability, you're never going to be a good chairman. And I don't think it just applies to the chairman role. I think it applies to all roles. And what that means is that you must listen, appreciate, and respect the people around you both your colleagues as directors and the executive team of the company of which you are chairman or even just non-executive director. And you have to build with them a trust. And without that trust, you can't do your job properly. What do you think is it? Because I see very often in my practice that people who had a great career find it difficult to listen because they Correct. think they do know. Correct. And... For me now, looking at candidates to be chairman, if you have been a chief executive, it is quite difficult for you to be a good chairman because as chief executive, you are in a command and control position. You're expected to know the right answer and you tell people what to do. As a chairman, you listen and you give advice to the executive team, but you never tell them what to do. Your job as a non-executive or as a chairman is to have an overview of the management team, but not to do the management. And chief executives find it quite difficult to go from the one role into a new role where you have to be quiet, you have to listen, you have to give an opinion and advice, but you cannot tell executive teams, this is what you must do. If you do that, you begin to run the business yourself. And the solution for that is you must fire the executive team and get a new executive team who you trust to do the business. Why do you think is it so difficult for people to make the switch? Because so many people would love to have your portfolio. Well, they would now. It's difficult to make the switch because if you spend your life telling people this is the way you must do this, this is what you must do, it's very difficult to change that to somebody else's is doing that job and I am there to advise that person if you like to mentor that person. That is just a difficult transition. I think with all people, and I do a bit of mentoring myself, it's quite difficult to change people's character. And if you're a type A personality, in the modern world it is difficult for you to become a chairman because you need to have an element of being a type B personality to be the chairman. And, you know, that's just the way people are. If you look back, what were really your greatest challenges? There are two sorts of challenges when you're a chairman. One is the business challenge of the business that you're in. I think if I look at the business, I've been perhaps the most difficult business that I was in and was a real business challenge was Cable and Wireless or Cable and Wireless Worldwide, where I was chairman. I had to change chief executives from John Plutherow to Gavin Darby. 
we didn't have the wherewithal to develop the business as it should be developed. Our results had been disappointing to the market, so there was no opportunity to raise money to it. And eventually, we sold the business to Vodafone. But that was a very difficult business to find a solution for the business problem. The other type of problem you have is with the people who are on the board. You arrive on a board and you have a group of people who you have to meld into a team. I think perhaps the most challenging time I had was a company which I became chairman of. I hadn't been on the board before. There were three other people on the board who had applied to be chairman along with me, were disappointed and believe each one of them that they should have been selected. So that required a great deal of time and patience. Each one of them had a very different attitude to their disappointment. But after six months in the company, I'm pleased to say all three of them stayed and they were or became very effective non-executive directors. And I think of all my people achievements, that's one of the, the best to take up dissident group who were very, very upset about their personal position, believed they should have my job and to make them a team and make them willingly work under me. So how did you do that? Talking. Each one of them had a different view. One of them said, okay, the decision is made, so I don't. One of them went absolutely berserk and shouted and sweared out. And I explained to him, it wasn't me who made the decision. This is just what happened. And the third one didn't speak to me for six months. But I worked with him through that six months. He was chairman of one of the committees. And at the end of the six months, he said, look, let's make bygones by be bygones. And we worked together very effectively after that. When you have situations like that, you have to devote personal time to each individual. If you don't, you'll never succeed. I would like to zoom in on one area for which you are widely credited. Uh, you are the chairman of EasyJet and uh, you have done a lot to manage the relationship between a majority shareholder, Stelios, the EasyJet board and the management. A lot of board members are actually struggling currently with investors. How have you done this? How did you manage? Well, there's an element of what I've already said about being a chairman that's true about handling the investors too. I would give three pieces of advice, maybe four. Listen, listen, and listen. And then understand where the person you're listening to, the shareholder, is coming from. Understand their argument. So often I see uh, executives in particular, but also boards, they have an investor who's upset. And then they argue with the investor. They say, no, you're wrong. We're right. What you have to do is to say, to, listen to the investor and say, let me really understand your position. Because investors, by and large, are not stupid people. They have good reasons for believing what they believe. And then when you understand them, you can decide what to do. And you mentioned Stelios. Stelios owns, at the moment, 35% of EasyJet. And I say to Stelios, you own 35% of the company. You are entitled to have opinions. You're entitled to tell us what you think. It is our job to listen to you and understand you. But it is also our job to make a decision, having listened to you and understood you, that may not agree with your view. And that's where, as a board, you have to be brave. You listen to investors. You understand their point of view. 
But if you still believe that what they think is not the correct thing to do, you don't do it. You do what you think is right. But you'll find that the relationship with people who you listen to and understand is much better than those that you don't listen to or those that you listen to and argue with. Very wise words. I hope our listeners are really taking it in. <laughs> Because in the board evaluations I do, I see so many practices where people don't do this. Looking forward, what do you believe are the greatest challenges for chairs in the decade ahead? Well, the traditional challenges have been to manage the board and to make sure you have the right chief executive and executive team in your company. That will continue forever. I think today the additional challenges are the impact of the collection of data and so-called artificial intelligence is going to change business over the next five years unbelievably. And it'll also change boards and the information that boards get about their businesses, which make them change direction, maybe strategic, maybe operational. But the availability and analysis of data by computers is a science that will change all business. I think the other thing that will change business, and it's becoming more apparent now, is that everybody talks about the millennium generation. Actually, there's another generation after the millennials. That generation is the generation that's currently at university. And it's quite clear from what we see in the world that the way they communicate and the way they view the world is different from anything that's gone before. And, and perhaps the biggest item at the moment is sustainability, climate change, and so on. And that generation are very engaged in that process. Boards are beginning to look at that. I think in the future, chairman and boards are going to have to pay much more attention to the sustainability of their businesses and the effect their businesses have either directly or indirectly on climate and the environment around us. I think that generation is much more socially aware and of course their means of communication is very different from anything that I was brought up with. It's instant and it can galvanize masses of people altogether. Those are things that boards have to be very cognizant of in the future. And I think they will change the way boards operate more than we realize at the moment. How can executives and members of boards really best prepare for stepping into the role of a chair? Well, all I can tell you, Sabine, is about my own experience. And my experience of that was when I retired as an executive in 1996, I decided to develop a non-executive life. I was very lucky. I had an executive search firm, as they're called now, headhunters in the old day, who took me under their wing and they got me onto several important boards. And I went on as a non-executive. I served time as a non-executive and then I was made chairman of either the audit committee or the remuneration committee. And I spent, I would say, five years doing that before I felt I was qualified to be a chairman. And then I became a chairman. And once I became a chairman, I became chairman of several companies and I became what I call a chairman person. And when you become a chairman person, you've discovered that you can't be a non-executive anymore. I suppose it's a little bit like the, the move from chief executive To, into a non-executive role. You have all the time to be learning and changing yourself. And if you don't, you won't be adequate 
to do the job, but you discover when you are a chairman for a long time, as I've been, you behave like a chairman. So you go to a meeting and you expect to command attention in the meeting. And so it becomes difficult to become a non-executive because you can't behave like that. You have to allow the chairman to behave as the leader of the group. So I think once you learn to be a chairman, it's kind of difficult to do, to go back. Quite apart from that, probably being chairman of a company is the most privileged position in the company because you have or you should have the ability to go everywhere in the company, to talk to everybody in the company, to listen and to learn and People, because you're chairman, also listen to you. But at the end of the day, you don't have to do the work. The work has to be done by the executive. Well, what a great privilege that is. Is there a role for board evaluations in the process of helping members of boards or executives to become a chair? You know, there are many pieces of corporate governance that I find frustrating. I mentioned the nine-year rule for directors when you're trying to evolve chairman. But one of the pieces of corporate governance that I believe has been beneficial, without a question, is the board evaluation. The chairman's role is quite a special role. There are no rules about being a chairman. You have to learn behavior patterns, which is more, much more difficult. But certainly, as far as boards and board performance is concerned, and indeed the chairman, it provides one very, very valuable function. It allows the board and the chairman to see themselves in a mirror. And when you chair a meeting, for example, you have little idea of how you're perceived. But when the board evaluation comes along and whoever's evaluating the board asks all the directors, what do you feel about the chairman? How do you see the chairman? And gives that back to the chairman. It's one of the few occasions that he or she gets a reflection back of how they really are in the board meeting. And it gives them the opportunity to change perhaps their behavior a little bit or to be more wider in their vision of what's happening in the board. And that is very valuable because otherwise you don't get any idea of where you or your board are in the performance evaluation. I think as the teaching of new chairman's concern, that's a more difficult question. Thank you ever so much for your insights and for your wisdom. Thank you. If you would like to contribute to our podcast series please do let us know. You can best reach us on info at better-boards.com.